Ho, ho, ho. And no, I'm not describing the three people on this podcast. This is Sports Unleashed. No, you are. The Christmas special. Welcome, guys, to another episode here as we break down the holiday season NFL. I stuck to the tradition of wearing an ugly sweater. This is a tradition that started by our late friend, Mark Sherman. Uh, Coach, you've got an ugly shirt on, Eugita. I think your face will I got my ugly face. <laughs> yeah, that's all I could find. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, again, another incredible week ahead of us in the uh, in the NFL. Uh, it already started with the Thursday night football win of the Jacksonville Jaguars against the New York Jets on Thursday night football. Um, the Jags uh, winning on a short week following an incredible thirty-four or forty to thirty-four win against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. Uh, your Philly guys, Egita, had a lot to say about that. They actually sent Doug Peterson some uh, Philly cheesesteaks. Philly cheesesteaks, yeah, yes. As a, as a he deserved you. it. He deserved um, it. But, Coach, I want to start with this question because we're looking at Doug Peterson here, and he has turned the Jacksonville Jaguars into a respectable team, maybe not a contender for a Super Bowl, but they used to be the laughing stock of the NFL. How do you see this going so far with, with, with Doug Peterson? Does that cement him as, you know, a, after obviously winning the Super Bowl with the, with, the, uh, with, with the Eagles, is he one of the elite coaches now? Do we, do we, can we say that he's one of the elite coaches in the NFL? You know, I wonder about that because I think he really, one, I think it's a little farther advanced than they thought maybe this year. But he's really got their offense playing well. Their defense was playing pretty well anyway. He's got Trevor Lawrence kind of clicking a bit. Um, the play play calling, as I understand, he does most of it, is, was really on. Now, they only scored 19, 19 points. Is that right? Yeah, 19, 19 points last night. But that's a, against a pretty good defense also. Top five, I think, the Jets are in total defense. So um, I really like him. I liked him when he was in Philly. I've liked him everywhere. He's been a quarterback coach. I think he gets the most out of his players. Um you know, it's hard to talk about elite. Everybody wants to say elite when you until you have a Super Bowl ring. Um, but I does. do think, yeah, which he does, right? Yeah. So, you know, we talk about getting the most out of players or putting them in positions to play. Um, I don't think, you know, I really – sometimes you get coaches that are have a very large ego. And so they want to have this a, a wonderful game plan, play sheets this long – but they're not necessarily putting players in positions to be successful. Um, and I think he does that everywhere he's been, and he's really done a good job of that with um, their quarterback and really all of their um, team. They've got some pretty decent weapons. They're kind of sneaky weapons oh, yeah. um, at times. So, yeah, I like him. I, I, I have liked him, but I think um, – I don't want to say they miss him in Philly because of as good as Philly's been doing, but – um, imagine if they'd not hired Urban Meyer and they'd hire this guy first. Yeah, um, they might be what you might call a contender. I think they've got a chance to be a little bit of a dark horse, um, as I understand it. Tannehill's out uh, for Tennessee. They could sneak up and maybe grab that division. Yeah, I mean you know, the AFC South all of Ford a sudden C, has become Ford very. C. It's become very interesting, right? It went from kind of like the most boring division, probably in the whole of the NFL. Uh, and now you have this kind of race between the, the, the Titans and the Jags. Um, 
Ujita, should, should Tennessee be nervous? I mean, they, they, they play coaches Houston Texans this week, and then they've got the Dallas Cowboys after that, and then they wrap up the season at the Jacksonville Jaguars. So do you think that, I mean, if, if you had to put your money on, the, on Tennessee versus the Jags right now, where would you, where would you go? Oh, with Jags, with no doubt. I mean, t- Tennessee is what now, full-game losing streak? And actually have them not making the playoffs. I actually have Jacksonville winning that division. Um, oh. If you look at their schedule, Tennessee, I think they're going to play Houston, Dallas. And then the ja- it could come down to, to that, that last division yeah, game. Yes. But I think, you know, like what Coach said about Doug Peterson and how that team has evolved now, they had a five-game losing streak. And it could have gone all, it could have gone south really fast. Uh, but they picked up well with Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk playing well now. So, yeah, I, I don't think Tennessee, uh, with Tannehill, how they might be able to do more with, what's his name, Malik Bellis, more of a, a run game than Tannehill, the design run game than yeah. uh, Tannehill. But I still they don't think they have the weapons enough. And I think Jackson will probably has it together more yet. So Tennessee should be worried. Tennessee on upset alert, coach, against the Texans? Absolutely. Yes, they are. What is the spread uh, for that? I know we're, we're not picking it in one it, of our... It's not sixes. too bad. It's, I think, yeah. four, is it? No, five and a half, I think. Well, I haven't looked at it in two or three days. I think it started five and a half. That's not a bad um, one to look at. Hey, yeah. You know what? You, you know we haven't won very many games, but at least the last, I'd say, five games we've played, we've really been darn competitive. Oh, yeah. um, we've had some last-minute opportunities. You know, the Dallas one we gave up, we were pretty good last week uh, as well. Um Kansas City needing a good drive by Mahomes to beat us. Um, so I think Tennessee could be on upset alert. We've got the first pick in the draft sewn up, no matter what. Even if we win two out of the next three, we're still going to have the first pick. Right. And then like the eighth or ninth. So we can afford to win a few. That'll be all right. Well, you, now, you can definitely afford to spoil a few Christmas parties. Uh... I'm ready. Let's do it. Houston, <laughs> Texas. All the way, man. All the way. Well, Damian Pierce is out there, is he? Don't say things. Or just said it. I mean, yeah, he's, I, he's, say, he's I say doubtful. things. Doubtful. I say things. He's doubtful. doubtful. All right. Yeah. Okay. Now, while we're on the topic of coaches, I want to spend a little time talking about the Carolina Panthers coach, Steve Wilkes, right? Ooh. Um, yes. Ooh. Carolina Panthers lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 24 to 16. Um, I think the game that is going to be kind of the equivalent of the Super Bowl for Carolina. This week is up against the Detroit Lions. We'll talk about that game a little bit uh, later. Um, but I think if I watching the game against Pittsburgh, I think that we lost it for three reasons. Number one, C.J. Henderson, our best cornerback, had to walk out, out of the game with an ankle injury. His replacement, Keith Taylor, just could not keep up. Uh, uh, he was not ready for uh, uh, to, you know to, to take that responsibility. Our O-line and our running game. I mean, the only way that we were able to win games um, against uh, Seattle, against Denver, was with the running game. Under Steve Wilkes, the Panthers have averaged about 147 yards rushing in every game. Against the Pittsburgh Steelers, they only rushed for 21 yards. So we moved away from the winning formula there. But for me, the thing that stands out, people ask me, you know, should Steve Wilkes be appointed as the permanent head coach? My answer is yes. Where I have my doubts is with our offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo, right? Um, And there was one play against the Pittsburgh Steelers where we were on a third and eight on the Pittsburgh uh, uh, 10-yard line. 
and and he called for a, a quarterback pull out of Sam Darnold. We lost a um, a yard and then twenty one seven down already. So these are the kind of decisions that cannot be taken for 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 the Panthers, right? right? Um, having said that, with Steve Wilkes, I think the players have rallied around him. It was an almost lost season. There was no way I would have thought that at this point that we could still be talking about playoff hopes. Uh, uh, so I think, yes, we keep Steve Wilkes, but I still have questions about Ben McAdoo. Coach, yeah. what are your thoughts? You know, I, I can see him. I think he'd be really good. From what I've read about him, everything I understand when he was in um, Arizona, he was very much a player's coach. And which nowadays you really have to be unless you have this unbelievable history like maybe Belichick. You've got to be more right. of a player's coach. Um, I can see him um, – well, I don't think McAdoo is going to make it anyway. Um, I think one first thing you have to do is go get a quarterback. Yeah. And then I think they need to go get one of these up-and-coming offensive coordinator, quarterback coach, quarterback whisperer type offensive coordinators as a play caller. Um, we just talked about um, – the guy in Jacksonville and how well he does at calling the plays to put them in success. Um, I think that's probably what you're going to need to do. You got to get a quarterback, a number one, and then um, someone that can match up with that quarterback. But I like Wilkes. I think he, I think he's done a good job writing the ship. Um, I think he's also done a good job seeing players that didn't fit and seeing players that were issues in the locker room and traded them or cut them. Yeah. Um, who was it he, he traded right at the very beginning? Um, the guy of the Rams, maybe. Wide receiver or something, yeah? Well, yeah, uh, more. Is it? No, no. Anyway, they, they, straight us. away, yeah. as soon as they named him coach, he sent him off the field in the one game and said, you're done, you're not playing anymore, and then traded him about two weeks later. So I like that, and I think that strengthened his locker room. And then same thing with Baker Mayfield. Um, I think he recognized this is not going to work on what we see on our offensive side. So – I like him. I think he'll be, um, if they keep him, I think he'd be a good coach. All right. Do, do, do you think we have a chance against the, the Lions here? Nope. Nope. Okay. Well, we've already got the expert pick for this one, I so keep, uh, we'll revisit it later. Keep your optimism, man. <laughs> oh, no, right, so, you said to win. I, we're not talking points here. You said I know. We're win. talking spreads. I know. Yeah, I know. On. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. All right. Now, staying in the NFC, when we look at the playoff picture at the moment, right, you've got Philly at the top, you've got Minnesota, the 49ers, Tampa Bay, unless, you know, they lay an egg and give a chance for the Panthers to come back. Then you've got Dallas. Those are clenched, right? Clinched already, right? They're, 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 they're locked in. Um, the other two spots, the six and seven right now, are the Giants and the Washington Commanders. So both NFC East uh, teams taking those spots there. Lurking on the bubble are the Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. And then you've got Green Bay 6-8 and eight, um, uh, as well uh, behind those two. Coach, do, do you see a, a – or maybe Ujita, you could, you could take us through this one. Do you see this order being upset in the next two to three weeks? Do you see Detroit or maybe Seattle making uh, a way in? Or is this pretty much the picture that we should be expecting? I think you can see a bit of a change. I actually actually think Detroit could make a run for their number seven seed. And the Giants with the schedule, uh, of course, you never know what's going to happen in the last three weeks. But the Giants coming in at six. And I think the Seahawks just edge out as this Washington. So the way things look right now, Detroit have a better chance because they'll, they'll be obviously 
against you guys uh, on Sunday, and then they got Chicago and Green Bay, who are, you know, Green Bay, we don't know where they're going. Chicago is, uh, you know, again, uh, on the day they're great. Fields makes a run for it, they're great. So yeah. I think they have a better chance of making that seventh seed as does uh, the Giants. It's a, it's a tough, a little bit, slightly more tough for them with Minnesota and Philly. But I think they'll make the six. So, yeah, I think you can see a little bit of a change there. Well, that's a long-winded way of saying that you don't like the other two teams in your division. So it's uh, uh, <laughs> the well, Giants look, and the Commander. I, 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 honestly, I would have loved Washington to get that. So I think they got robbed last week against yeah. the Giants with some really bad uh, calls by the officials. So, yeah, I would prefer Washington over the Giants. Uh, but this is where this, I look at in the Giants. They've had a, they had a pretty good start season. They had good coaching on their side. So we might say maybe they deserve it for that perspective. So I'm, you know, I'm okay with that as well. But yeah, that's There it. was a nice Tampa. video that came out with Ron Rivera telling his uh, three of his players that they made the Pro Bowl. Uh, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's, uh, you can really see the, how he's, he's always been like that, even with the Panthers. He was a player's coach. The players rally around him as well. So uh, it was nice seeing Ron Rivera in that light uh, as well. Hey, Pro Bowl is flag football this year, yeah. yeah, and a lot of other a lot of other competitions oh, too. Hold oh, on, yeah, yeah. it'd be more interesting than any other year. Though. Yeah, like officially, yeah. yeah, officially, yeah, officially, and the Manning brothers are coaching it. Yeah, oh my God, all right. Well, it's it, look, it's better than any other before this. Yeah, I'm, I that's love it because I you can I have throw watched. the ball to your linemen. You can run crazy, and I I can't wait. Yeah, I'm telling you. I mean, would you rather watch the crap from the previous? I haven't years watched the last ten Pro Bowls. I, I can't exactly, but you're yet. gonna watch this year. You're yeah, gonna watch no, this. No, no, no. Let's see. In Let's Las see. Vegas. In Las Vegas. Wow. Vegas, right. baby. It's party spirit there. Coach, let's let's talk about the playoff picture on the on the AFC side, right? You've got Buffalo, you've got KC, Cincinnati, Tennessee, that could probably kind of give it up there to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Then you've got Baltimore, the Chargers, and Miami. Uh, Miami kind of slipping. We did not expect uh, them to slip uh, the way that they have in the last few weeks as well. And then lurking on the bubble, obviously, we've got the Jags and the New England Patriots. Um, who do you see as a dark horse on the AFC side? Then how do you expect things to end up? I suspect Baltimore is probably going to be out um, unless he gets healthy and comes back. And that, from what I read, I, they're not seeing that he's out this week already. Yeah, uh, and and they had another MRI or something. I read he, as he goes, they go. Even their defense hasn't played well um, last couple of weeks, so that's kind of what's kept them in it. I, I think they will not be in the playoffs. Um, I I hate to say I think New England gets in, especially after that debacle last week. My good, my God, that was <laughs> right. But but I I think they might sneak away in. Um, I don't know about Miami. They, they're too – I just – I like their coach, too. I, I like the way they set up Tua to, to succeed. Um, but I also think they've been figured out to a certain extent from some of the defensive coordinators, some of the schemes that they do. Did they peak too uh, early? I, I don't know that they peak too early. Um, I think they still play some similar um, things, run some similar plays. I just think the defensive coordinators, after eight, nine games of film, they kind of figure you out. And that's why some of the really good coaches change it up. Um, I also think their running game is taking a hit when I think it was their, was it their 
right guard and right tackle that went out maybe five weeks ago, four weeks ago yeah. at the same time. So they played like four games without them. Um, and it was very obvious, right? The screen game went away. Um, those RPOs that he was doing pretty good at went away. Um, they, they looked better actually last week running the ball. Yeah, they did. Yeah. 188 yards. But those game. two guys came back, right? Or they, that one's been back two weeks. This other guy came back. I don't know their names, but I think that will help them. Um, I see them getting in. I'm just not sure they can win any games. Um, for me, the dark horse, uh, I would be probably, um, there's not really one, right? Isn't Chargers, maybe. I think they're healthy. Oh, there you go. The L.A. Chargers, San Diego. Yeah. Um, they're on a little bit of a win streak. I think their quarterback's finally healthy. I think his ribs not bother them anymore. Both their wide receivers are on the field at the same time. They looked good last week. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, if, the whole... if the playoffs were to start today, uh, they would be playing Cincinnati. Yeah, and I, they could beat Cincinnati. It's possible. Yeah, they right. could. Yeah, and Cincinnati hadn't played a bad game in about eight weeks. They're due one. Yeah. So if they get it all the way into the playoffs without playing one, you can see an off week there. They would be one that I could see being a dark horse. Do you see uh, any of the top there... three? Buffalo, Kansas City, or Cincinnati being a one and done in the playoffs? Do you see a, a danger there? Buffalo. Buffalo. Wow. I, don't I think... agree with that. They do not play consistently enough. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if his elbow is more hurt than we think. Uh, about one out of every four passes, one out of every five passes are just terrible. They're off the mark. I, I, They're not on the nose. And you can't do that in playoff football in the, in the big yeah. league. And, and I think even their defense, I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when Juan Miller got injured and would that affect the defense. And I think to some extent, it, it has a bit. And then on the offensive side, it's still Allen-centric, still Allen-dependent, no traditional run game yet. Yeah. And Coach is right. I mean, when you go to the playoffs with that kind of structure, it is going to be tough for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also found it interesting that the signee that they did was the underneath slot receiver in Beasley. Not because it's Beasley. Cole. I don't like him necessarily as a player. But I found it interesting it's that underneath guy, not the deep guy, which tells me that they're really looking – he must be feeling more comfortable on those six, seven, eight, nine yard routes, which I just found that interesting to see how off he is um, on those hash routes or those number routes or the sideline routes from the opposite hash um, compared to where I think he's going to do with the under routes. We'll see. We'll that, see. That, they would be my one and done. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, Coming back to the think, Chargers, yeah. um, sorry, given their schedule, they could actually end up being number five seed. They've got a pretty easy schedule going ahead. India, yeah. the Rams, Denver. They could end up higher. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then that means they play the four seed, which is They'll play Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Yeah. They play Jacksonville. So it's not one and done. They'll Ooh. get up to the division. They could move up and you get yeah. them on a little bit of a roll. That'd be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Now, Yujita, your, your Eagles seem to have uh, kind of taken a, a commanding lead at the top of the of the NFC 13 and 1 you know a couple of weeks ago the Minnesota Vikings were equal on with you on record i think it was uh, uh, 11 wins each um do you generally do you like it when your team gets a a, a one week bye or does that kind of disrupt the continuity that you have uh and while the, the others are still playing in the playoffs on the first round well, 
currently what's happening, we need a buy because if Hertz is going to be out, ah. for, let's say, look, we need one more game to secure that one first seat. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously we're not, they're not going to play Hertz if he's even slightly injured. So yeah, that extra buy is going to become really helpful to get him back into order. So yeah, in that context, yeah, we'd like the buy for sure. We definitely want to be number one. Do you have an interception problem with uh, Jalen Hurts? I think he threw two interceptions last game. Uh, Absolutely It not. wasn't a convincing he, win against the Chicago Bears by any means. Uh, and no touchdowns thrown, but three touchdowns rushed by Jalen Hurts. How, how do you break it down now, looking at the Eagles uh, going into the serious part of the year? Well, th no, there is no interception. He's had, I think he's had about five or six all season and four of them have come in two games. So there's no real interception problem. But the, look, what happened with Chicago, I think finally or at last, there's been a lack of situational awareness from the coaching perspective. Because we were talking to Chicago 25th, 26th, something like that in the, uh, in the run defense. And all they had to do was get Sanders, Gainwell, or Boston Scott going. Didn't really need to have Jalen Hurts go on much of that design quarterback run and, you know, get injured. It just one game away from first seed. All they had to do was put the Chicago game away. At the end, that's what they did with the five-point yeah. lead. So I think for the first time in the season, there is was a lacking on the part of the uh, play calling. They should have just run the ball and got the win. The defense was good enough. So, you know, kind of a mini rant. I'm not going to say it's a rant yet. We're still looking good. Got in the Minshew, you know. Miracle, we're not going to feel sorry for you or, or even allow you to, to, to rant properly. 13-1 team. I mean, come on. What, what is there to rant about? I'm looking, for, I'm, I'm looking forward to God in Minshew. He, he dropped an F-bomb during the eulogy of his coaches his college coach or whatever, the funeral. So he's ready to go. Who was that? He's ready to go. Minshew. So he, his, his college coach passed away. So he had okay. he didn't make practice because he was given a eulogy. He dropped an F-bomb. He dropped an F-bomb. Interesting. He's willing to go. I'm looking forward. And look, this is a good chance to see whether, you know, just like Buffalo, are we just quarterback dependent or have we really got the full team? We can win it any way we can. It's a good chance to see it. And maybe Dallas. On Christmas Day, come on. Now. Well, I'm going to ask Coach about the interception problem that seems to actually be there with Dak Prescott in a second. But before I do that, Yujita, you're up against Dallas this uh, uh, this week. Uh, what is your outlook on that game? Would it hurt if you guys lose? Would it kind of sour what seems to be an almost perfect season? Always hurtful to lose to Dallas, that's for sure. But... I still think Eagles going to win this game, probably by you know a score, um, a field goal or something. Just as Gardner keeps it on the ground and doesn't do some anything crazy, uh, but yeah, it would definitely hurt. But we're still one game away from the first seed. Yeah, yeah. Now, Coach Dak Prescott. I mean, against the Jaguars, there was an interception to end the game in overtime. A pick six there, twenty-three for thirty. He had a good game, twenty-three for thirty, two hundred fifty-six yards. He had three touchdowns thrown. But again, it was those two interceptions that kind of turned the game around and, and, and just threw it away for Dallas. Despite him being a very good quarterback and they've paid him his money now, 
is Dak Prescott the reason why the Dallas Cowboys won't win a Super Bowl in no. the near future? <laughs> no, I do think he has an interception problem, but I don't think if they win one, it probably will be because he's uh, their quarterback. They're not going to win one with Cooper Rush. Yeah, no, but right. what I'm uh, saying listen, is I, mis- I, he makes mistakes at the most important times, and that's when Dallas end up losing it, whether it's a game, whether it's getting knocked go, out of the playoffs. You can, you can definitely say that. But if you go yeah. back to their wins in week five, or right after Rush came back, week seven, week eight, week nine, he also made some excellent plays to win those games at the right time. He didn't throw an interception. You know, he, he put one on the numbers. He got C.D. Lamb. And it just depends, Right. The interception he threw in overtime was absolutely ludicrous. It was a blind, yeah. blind throw. Had no, he he saw a flash and threw to the flash, and that's not good quarterbacking in the NFL. He admitted it. I think I read. Yeah. Um, if he's doing that, they're in big trouble. Um, I also found it interesting. Thank you, my statistician. He showed me where in the last three games, specifically this one in Houston. They were, was it 11 carries less running the ball in those two games average than the previous? So isn't that interesting that they kind of stopped running the ball, which means the play action comes out, which means he has to throw it more or he is throwing it more. I'm wondering why they changed that game plan because they were running the ball right against Houston. They ran the ball really well even the game before that. Um, they, They were running it okay against Jacksonville. Not great but enough to keep the balance in the offense. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, I think he threw 11 passes or 12 passes in the fourth quarter and two passes right before the interception. Yeah. Um, you didn't need to, right? You got your running backs are just yeah. on fire. I don't know what, I don't, I didn't understand it, but they got a problem. If he keeps throwing bingos, um, they're not going to win. Even that interception, was it on third or I think it was third and fourth. So yeah. maybe run the ball instead of trying that pass. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's see. It's it's going to be I definitely the the game of uh, of the holidays now. The Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys, just because of the bad blood, just because of the division rivalry. Oh, yeah. uh, it's it's in Jerry World, so to go there and to beat him there, it, it would be uh, oh, it'd be sweet without Jalen Hurts. Hey, uh, if 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 Philly loses, Hurts wins the MVP. Philly Hurts wins the MVP. How? It proves that he's the MVP. It proves as Philly goes, they go, or he goes, they go. I think I, I that's what I believe. Yeah. Minshew better get his motor running because pretty much everyone on the Dallas defense is healthy again. Um, so he better be ready. Yeah, well, Gardner Minshew. Talk about, you know, the mustache, baby getting the jester out from the circus, right, to play on our holiday season, right? <laughs> Here we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> It'll be an interesting one. All right, guys, let's move on now to the pick six segment. You guys know the rules, uh, three games every week. Me and Yujita go head-to-head. We pick against the spread. We pick against the over-unders. We get a point for every correct pick. And two, if we beat Coach, who is our expert. Now, Coach, you were right on the Miami cover, I'm not sure it was a backdoor cover against Buffalo, but it was a cover nonetheless. So well done that on that. It was a cover. Yeah. We also had a push in the Chargers game. Yeah. Uh, so, again, three out of six for you. Three points for me. I had one beat the expert. Yujita had one beat the expert. So three and three. No real change to the overall scores. 53 to 57. 
We've only got three Ooh. weeks to go. I'm definitely feeling the pressure. So I might have to take some unconventional picks today, just in the hopes of, of making things up, right? Is, is the pick six um, regular season only? Yes, it's McDonald's. regular season only. It's regular okay. season only. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Oh, We've been saying that since the beginning of the season. Here. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Three All more right. weeks Good. to go. And the loser has to sit in a McDonald's for 10 hours. For every burger you eat, you get one hour off so that uh, you can eat your way out of uh, spending a whole day in, in a McDonald's. Have, what is it? 12 burgers? You don't have to sit there. No 10. More. It's 10 hours. So you want to have, two, right. yeah, yeah. You wanna have two extra burgers? Go for it. And then we'll do it just like the NFL. We'll do YouTube live. They're YouTube gonna do live. YouTube, we'll do the same. Just like the NFL, yeah. Just yeah. like the NFL, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe we can get Amazon to uh, to sponsor that and have some yeah, real time stats yeah, on the calories Come going on, in man. and out, right? Yeah, <laughs> they should. With all the money I spent with them at Amazon Prime for Christmas, they should sponsor something. Absolutely. Yep. All right. Talk to them. Let's uh, go to the first game, the Las Vegas Raiders against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coach, what are the odds here? Steelers minus two and a half over under 38 and a half. Ah, okay. This, I mean, this is a game with both teams are at six and eight. Uh, they both need to win out to have any hopes of reaching the playoffs. Um, it's going to be in really bad weather, eight degrees, I think minus four uh, wind chill. Uh, the thing that is at stake here is Mike Tomlin's winning season record. It's on mm. the line. If they lose this game, then, you know, he loses that that record that he has uh, cared about or Pittsburgh Steelers fans have cared about for so long. Uh, just for that, they beat us last week. I'm a bit kind of sore about it. So I'm going to go Raiders 28, um, Pittsburgh 16. So the Raiders and the over. Yujita. All right. So uh, there's your first chance because I'm going to go against that. Uh, just for the fact that a couple of things. The one, Mike Tomlin's uh, winning season and apparently 50 year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Ah, Coach yes. knows ah, this. Franco yes. Harris, baby. Yeah. That's the one. It's just 20 years before the Immaculate Conception of Coach Bartlett. Uh, this thing happened. So, uh, so yeah. So I honestly, when you were saying it, I thought that joke was coming my way, but all right, fine, coach. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're, you're way off that yet. Yeah, we're uh, back to goat's milk and camel's milk. I don't oh, know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I don't that. know about yeah. no camel's milk. Yeah. All right, no, look, give just, us your score. Do you have a pick? Are you going to pick something here? I'm, I'm trying to here, but, you know, you guys are, I don't know, you're messing around. Yeah, I'm saying just, just for that, because they're going to be fired up on a couple of things. Ugly game win somewhere someone's going to win. Pittsburgh, 24-20. Pittsburgh to cover and win. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin may not admit it. I think that's a source of pride for them. And I think that Pittsburgh, the, the football team, recognizes it, not just the fan base. So I definitely like uh, Pittsburgh to win the game. They'll cover I think the weather probably keeps it under. Um, Derek Carr hadn't been throwing the ball all that well anyway. Um, so, yeah, I like the under in this one. All right. So uh, an unlikely double opportunity for me to uh, beat oh, Yujita yeah. and the expert here. But uh, let's see. Let's see how it goes. All right. Game number two, the Green Bay Packers at the Miami Dolphins. Coach? Miami minus four and a half in the balmy sunshine of South Florida. 
over under surprisingly high at 50 with these 50. two teams. Five zero. I know it's not that cold in Miami, but 50 in <clears throat> December. Over under fifth, not temperature. Over under 50 points. I know, but usually the, uh, the the cold weather contributes to the kind of the low scoring over under odds yeah, that, that Vegas puts five, out. Zero, 50. Five zero. All right. Yujita, get us started with this one. Yeah, I'm, look, I think Miami, after those couple of really bad couple of weeks, they came back last week. And I think their defense is good enough to hold up whatever Aaron is trying to be, except for if he goes for Watson. And I don't think that Green Bay defense can keep up with that speed on the offense. So, I'm, and I like Miami going through. So, Miami, and I think they're going to win a little, not huge, big 37 27. Oh, so you're even going over, over the 50. The, 50. Oh, wow. the Vegas knows something. So I'm going over Vegas, All right. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a bit of a, a panic pick for me. Like I said, I'm feeling the pressure. I'm trying to make uh, up some points. I might dig Don't myself into Bay. a deeper hole Don't here. Don't pick Green Bay. Don't do it. Don't pick Green Bay. Well, I'm man. looking at I'm looking at the He's stats here. Green Bay. Green Bay are yet to beat the top. Oh. Who's gonna pick Green Bay? Darnell's influence America. Green Bay are yet to beat a top ten offense. There's no reason why I should be beating them. Uh, to add to that, uh, Aaron Rodgers still thinks that they can make the playoffs. He said that on the Pat McAfee uh, show. I have no reason to believe him. So, Darla, please, please have your Green Bay Packers <laughs> come through for me here. I'm going to pick them 25 to 20. So, Green Bay and the under. Let's get some double points here. This All is kind of right just thing. like a, yeah, just <clears throat> throw it out there. This goes You're against my beliefs way. completely. Hey, listen, <laughs> I, I did read um, this is the first game that Rodgers will have all of the wide receivers healthy. Um, okay. And both Ooh. running backs healthy. Um, so, so I found that pretty darn interesting. However, it doesn't matter. They're not going to win. They're not going to cover. Um, so I will. I, I'll take Miami in this one in a blowout. Okay. Um, I think that the dashes, the hopes of whatever the guy's name is, Rogers or something like that. Um, but I'm going to take it just over the 50. Um, I okay. think it will It'll be like 51. Um, I think we'll be shocked. I don't know how Vegas does it, uh, but it'll be like a 26, I mean, a, a, a 30 to 25 game, 30 to 22 game, something okay. like that, with a backdoor cover. I, I'm either going to get, you know, a lump of coals for this Christmas or double points here. <laughs> this is crash it. All burn. right. Okay, let's end this. With the third game, which you guys know what I'm going to pick here. It's the Detroit Lions at the Carolina Panthers. But, Coach, get us started with the odds. Uh, who would have thought at the beginning of this season or ever in the history of the NFL, the Lions would be favored on the road in a football game? Yeah. Um, they are favored minus two and a half on the road over under 43.5. All right. It's very simple. Steve Wilkes. Get back to the running game. It's that simple. That's how we beat Seattle. That's how we beat Denver. We can beat the Lions, but we need to run the game. Detroit are, what, six out of seven in the last seven games? Six wins out of seven. Seven, they're, seven. They're, seven out of eight. Seven out of eight? No. I thought it was six out of seven. Six out of seven, you're right. Yeah. So they're pretty much doing the unthinkable right now. 
It's time for a down game for them. I'm going to keep it close. 27-24 to Carolina. So Carolina and the over. But we have to get back to the running game. That's the that's going to be the formula. Yujita, go ahead and pick your Detroit Lions. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Podcast done. See you guys next week. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. I mean, I'll, I want to bathe in your optimism with you. Or maybe not. Uh, but I see your... Steve Wilkes and I called Ben Johnson of the Detroit Lions. The guy's been calling some good plays. Jared Goff, career year going on. And I think they've got too much of momentum. I know you guys have played well as well, but I'm sorry. I'd like to go with you to the promised land, but your ugly sweater is going to keep me away. And so, and, I, and I'm going to keep this below by half a point, I think. 23-20 to Detroit. Okay, again, double, double, double. Go on, coach. Double, baby. Um, I am going to take Detroit. I think they'll cover this. Um, I also think it will go under. I just don't understand why Carolina won't run the ball, and I don't think they're going to try to run it in this one. Um, they Detroit's have to. They have to. Isn't all that great, and I think that's where they'll focus. So I'll go under in this one, but Detroit to win and cover. All right. Now, wow. obviously I – mean, this is a career week for you, man. This is it. I mean, if I get all of this these right, I'm probably like this six points. This six points. Yeah, I can turn this I thing mean, around. I now, will fall on my sword. Now, Sorry. nothing says snowy or icy Christmas uh, like the tiebreaker game, which we obviously don't need today. But for our late friend, Mark Sherman, uh, we've got Buffalo at Chicago. Uh, coach. What do you see going on in that game? Very cold well, weather. The, so, the, the, yeah, it's going to be super cold. They had big snow there yesterday, big snow there again today, big snow predicted for Saturday and Sunday. I think the wind's going to blow something like 40 miles an hour at game Whoa. time, if I read that weather yes. correctly. So, obviously, Bills by eight, over under 40.5. There's no way this can go over. I, I just don't yeah. see any possible human way. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Chicago to cover this. I think uh, if you look at what the rush, what the uh, Dolphins did last week in running the ball, one thing that they can do in Chicago is they run it pretty well. Even the quarterback runs it pretty well, so that that takes your time of possession. I'll think they'll cover the eight, and I'll go under that forty and a half. Okay, yeah, I think I've got twenty to sixteen. Again, but now that you've talked about Buffalo potentially being a one-and-done in the playoff, I'll be watching a lot more closely because I haven't seen it up until now. So you've turned my attention to something here. I'll I'll, I'll be watching. I'll be watching this game. Yujito, what do you think? Yeah, I'm, I think Chicago's going to cover this, actually. Yeah, they, uh, that's as simple as that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, talking about Buffalo, just quickly while you're watching – uh, just have a quick look on those 14 or more yard throws. See how many are off or maybe even not a tight spiral. Yeah. But in those six to eight yard, six to 10 yard throws, it's a completely different throw for him. You'll notice if you pay okay. attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how about the Rams being mathematically out of playoff contention? The first time a Super Bowl champion has not made the playoffs since, done. what, 2016, right? Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Injuries will do that to you, man. Yeah. It did it to Baltimore last year as well. Doing it again Too to them this injuries. year. Yeah. yeah Too let's see. Many. All right. On that note, Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Hope you have a wonderful holiday for everybody watching here. And uh, we'll see you guys after the Christmas holiday. Take care. All right. Go Houston. Yeah.